0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 35 of Nightmare Theatre, an open book club for nightmares. If you're new here, the way this works is we read nightmares. Uh, They can be from Reddit or from viewer submissions. If you have a viewer submission that you'd like me to read on the broadcast, you can send it as an email to theforgottengrove at gmail.com, and I'd be happy to read it if there's time at the end of uh, this week's episode or next week's. this evening, we're joined by my guest, Ghoul Angel. Welcome. Hello. Excellent. Um, and as you can hear, he's got a very deep voice, which will be very uh, pleasant, I think, for you all to hear. Uh, and he's got a brand new YouTube channel, but I think he's going to blow up uh, way big. He kept saying thank you for the opportunity to me, but I'm the, I'm thinking thank you for the opportunity <laughs> coming on, because I think he's going to he's gonna be a huge channel one day. Uh, anyway, um... Yeah, so before we get into some nightmares, I'd like to ask you, Google Angel, um, what inspired you to start your channel?
1: Yeah, so I think uh, probably around 2015 was the point where I got introduced to Mr. Nightmares content uh, just by the YouTube algorithm, and uh, I, I really enjoyed it, so that was what got me into it. And from that point, I started listening to a lot of other horror narrators like Let's Read, you know, Corpse Husband, Southern Cannibal, people like that. And uh, I've really just been into horror movies, horror in general, since then.
0: Mm. What's your favorite horror movie?
1: I would say my favorite horror movie is probably The Shining.
0: Okay, alright. I have never actually seen it, but I know what that is. Alright, um, what would you say is your scariest nightmare that you've ever had?
1: So, I don't know how scary it is, but I specifically remember it. Just because I was very young, and uh, it was just terrifying for me at the time. So, I was in this place I can only describe as hell. I mean, there was fire all around me and my family was in a cage hanging from the top of whatever this place was. Um, and I saw my entire family in this cage, just basically burning. And I just remember being on this cliff of, I mean, I have no idea what the fuck it was, but... Uh, I just jumped off into, I guess, magma or whatever just to kill myself. Because apparently I would sacrifice myself to save my family. At least that's what I thought in the dream. And uh, that did not happen. My family actually went into the magma as well. And I guess we both died, and that's when I woke up. Really weird.
0: How old were you when you had that again?
1: Probably seven years old.
0: Oh wow. Do you have any idea like what you think it means?
1: Honestly, I have no idea because, you know, like I said, it was described as hell. Um, my parents never raised me religiously. Um, you know, I was never in a religious family. Mm-hmm. It was basically just, you know, believe what you will believe. Religion was never brought up, but it definitely seemed like the underworld or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know why I had that dream, considering I had no idea what hell was at the time. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely very scary for me.
0: Right. I would say that if I were to take a crack at it, I think it's probably something to do with... Wanting to protect your family like obviously I can't speak to like what the location was like uh, But yeah, I was just probably like more generally wanting to protect your family and feeling like your efforts are futile That might be how I'd put that But yeah Yeah, but let's get into some of these nightmares now So would you like to start with nightmare number one? All
1: right So the first story is by Random Girl 5707 And the title is Demon Girl This happened a while ago Just thought of telling it I'd hallucinated seeing this girl walking through my wall for a minute or so while I was with my sister in real life After that, I couldn't stop thinking of it Because I don't normally see things when I'm with people I go to bed and in the dream I wake up in a hospital watching a girl strapped up with the doctors trying to help her while she's yelling it was her fault pointing to an empty door area the doctors kept telling her no one was there but she didn't listen and she started screaming in fear and trying to back up at the door this girl who looked like she'd been in a car crash was there hair was covering her face and then the dream scene completely changed I was still an a spectator type person in my own dream. I was in a weird looking lab with that car crash looking girl tied to a chair. Black hair is still covering her face. And a white long shirt screaming as someone put a needle in her arm. She passed out after. Then the scene changed once more. I was able to move this time. I was in this huge mansion. I was walking around normally. And I look out this window. And see nothing, something changing at it. Fast. It stops right in front of the window, and it looks like a girl, but more morph. Her arms are twisted backwards, feet bending in a weird way, and she finally showed her face for a small second. Her mouth sewed shut, face pale but also looking like fabric in a way. Eyes sideways and spread uneven. Her head was in a weird shape. Backed up and noticed something pointy on the top of her head. In the dream, at first, I thought it was cat ears, but I noticed it was really demon horns. She pointed at me and I started running. I hid behind the couch of the same room where the window was at. She ran in and found nothing, and I went back to the window. He somehow saw me, pointed at me, and laughed. She ran in. I knew it would take time to get there where I was, so I tried hiding under a table over the couch. But I had just knocked over a lamp, and I knew it was too late. I look up, she's running at me on all fours. Stomach up, head bent, facing me, and her limbs twisted. She gets up and turns right at the same time and grabs me. I feel a sharp pain on my back, where she'd clawed me. She bit my shoulders so hard I woke up. But I woke up with physical pain in the exact same area she had bitten.
0: Damn. That is creepy.
1: Mm. Definitely. Yeah.
0: I'm trying to like, I'm trying to connect the different parts of the dream. So maybe like, I, I assume that whoever is getting injected earlier in the dream is what this person becomes, like possessed or something, or literally yeah. a demon.
1: Well, Connecting this, she said, "A uh, first girl was pointing." to an empty door area Mm -hmm. and then she said this girl was pointing at her so maybe it has something to do with you know obviously demons because she mentioned the horns
0: Mm
1: -hmm. but um i think it's probably relating to fear of i guess seeing somebody like that or yourself like that You know, in a a bad situation.
0: Yeah. That's a possibility. I was also thinking it could be maybe a fear of some sort of, like, medical operation gone wrong. Or... Yeah. Something like that. Um, And then, yeah, like, the last bit. Like, I've had dreams like this before. uh, Where you have something could be affecting you in the physical world like maybe you're really hot under your blankets and you have a dream where you're burning alive or something where you're um, you know maybe your cat is like sleeping on your face and you have a dream that you're suffocating something like this Um, but yeah like I always wonder like obviously the most provocative thought here is that the dream her being bit in the dream is what caused the physical pain and yeah. I actually never, I used to do presentations when I started doing Nightmare Theatre, but I've never looked that up, whether you can actually have like, it could be like a psychosomatic pain, literally, just like from having had a dream, but I don't know whether or not that's a thing, because I've never actually done research on yeah,
1: that. I believe it is, I mean, yeah. they also said uh, they woke up because of the pain in the dream. Oh I know I've definitely God. had dreams where I not vividly feel somebody touching me um and it feels really realistic but i would definitely agree with something to do with medical fear considering they mentioned their mouth was sewn shut Mm -hmm. so it's obviously something happened to her especially because she couldn't see her face before yeah
0: i'm trying to think of like a specific example because i've had This as well where, um, I think the most common one that I get is a dream where I'm suffocating and then I wake up and my mouth and throat are just like super dry and it feels like horrible and I'm pretty sure that that sensation is what caused the dream. So like it could be either way though, like it could be psychosomatic or it could be caused by something in the physical world maybe that like hit her shoulder, you
1: know. Yeah, definitely
0: you ever had anything like that where like your dream connected to you like like when you got touched that and it felt super real was there someone in the real world that was like touched? yeah
1: i've had a dream where uh i was camping with my dad one time and he was trying to wake me up but like you know shaking me a little and uh i remember in the dream i was like being like shook like you know and i felt being shook but it was still in the dream
0: oh wow so
1: and if i think it been nice with that, you know way.
0: Yeah, um, I actually just remembered this story that I have that, well, I'll get on to the next nightmare in a second, but I just wanted to share this one story that I had forgotten. Uh, so, my uncle uh, lives in Alberta, and he had to go, he collects samples, he's a scientist, he collects samples in, like, northern Alberta sometimes, like, off the grid, and um, he was out uh, with one of his... Uh, I forget the job title, but it's like a lab technician, basically. And he was up with his lab technician. They're camping. And, of course, there's a lot of bears up there and moose and whatnot. And, um, basically, his lab technician had a dream where a bear poked its head into his tent, and it was, like, pressing on him and shaking him up and kind of roughing him around. And then he woke up. But then, like, he, he was... My uh, my uncle, like, told him, like, hey, like, a bear just roughed you up, like, in real life, and he thought it was a dream. Like, that really happened to him.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he just got and super... I definitely deep. think it's, uh... I mean, the brain is what sends out pain signals. And obviously, when you're dreaming, you're using your brain just to dream. Yeah. So it's, it's relating to your brain. Just, I mean... Because that's what, you know causes all of your senses, it's what sends out things to say, you know, oh I got such. Mm-hmm. So, they, possibly they were in the middle of a nightmare and something hit their shoulder somehow and it connected into the dream.
0: Yeah, uh, El in the chat says the results indicate that although pain is rare in dreams, it's nevertheless compatible with the representational code of dreaming. Further, the association of pain and dream content may implicate brainstem and limbic centers in the regulation of painful stimuli during REM sleep. I a dream, a dream of suffocating when my hypertension acts up, will wake up with blood pressure at 88 over 44.
1: Interesting. That's interesting. Mm. I mean, that's, that's also, you know, how far can you really go with that?
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: because I mean, if, if your dream can really change your blood pressure, you know, is it possible that the dream could actually create real pain? Yeah. Yeah, you know, looks
0: interesting. Very. You know. Anyway, I'm going to move on to nightmare number two. And this is a post by a user named PX. Oh, wow. Let me try this. p i x E-I-R-A, Valente. <laughs> there we go. The post is titled, The Anaconda. The post reads, Last night, I dreamed about my mother. She bought a farm and invited her friends to celebrate it. Suddenly, a huge anaconda started to eat people, one by one. I tried to alert my mom, but she ignored me, saying that she had worked so hard to buy that piece of land and she won't leave it. There was no other way for her to get away from there. So I went to my hometown with my sister. Sorry. So I went to my hometown and hit my sister so hard that she went to the hospital. My mom was forced to visit her, and while she was with my sister, I went to the farm and burned it all. The snake was dead, but now I had to run away because the police were chasing me. I woke up sweating. I feel like there's a lot of like opportunity to kind of speculate on what this might be about.
1: Yeah. Could think, be- uh, The first thing that came to my mind considering it was mentioning their mother was probably just a fear of losing their family and their life. Fear of losing everyone around you especially because they had to run away because the police were chasing them. Mm -hmm.
0: and it's it's almost like a situation where they're kind of putting themselves or setting themselves up as the bad guy in order to like you know it's like tough love basically like any kind of tough love situation like that where like you know maybe the mom is like she's addicted to something or something like that and he needs to you know just like burning her like supply of like drugs or whatever I mean that's an extreme example but like <laughs> yeah. um,
1: definitely, definitely an extreme example yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: th- those are the easiest ones to make though but yeah um, yeah I don't know like that, that could be it could be something of that nature on a lesser scale right like just a feeling of like yeah. he feels guilty for having to do this but it's for the betterment of his family ultimately definitely Mm-hmm. Would you like to read Nightmare Number Three?
1: Yes. So, story number three. The author is Mr. Lyons Lament. The title is First Time Here. I had to share this. So, I just got up from a really wild one. I was in a house I don't recognize, the whole place was really dark. In the backyard was a little hut where the mom gave skunks baths. Pointing to the dad, was an abusive asshole who always wore blue mechanic overalls. Where itself started happening. Can't remember all of it, but scary creatures started to attack us. They just appear out of nowhere. The daughter, I think, a gun. Found a chainsaw in the garage. We were getting ready to get in the dad's van. Which was an older Mazda type that was absolutely full of, most of the time, hold on, which was an older Mazda type, absolutely full of junk. From the back of the van, Kiljoy appeared, he's a killer clown from an obscure movie series. He jumped out of the van and I killed him with his chainsaw. I asked the girl what we should do, she said, call the police. Then I woke up. I have zero clue what to make of this one. There were other odd details. Like the garage doors were blocked inside by these intricate custom VA speakers on wheels. Hmm.
0: I also don't know what to make of this one. (laughs) Those really weird. Mm -hmm. Like I have... I have, like, an idea of what clowns mean in dreams, but it's kind of negated because it's a specific clown from a horror movie series that this poster's familiar with. Um,
1: Yeah, I wonder if they had watched that movie, like, previously, or if it was just randomly they happened to dream about it. Mm
0: hmm Yeah. When they said uh, the dead wore blue mechanic overalls, I pictured Super Mario... And that made me feel <laughs> <laughs> made me feel slow some comfort, Um a little the Mum gives I don't know I don't know how to interpret this one at all. Sorry, sorry oh, if you're watching Mr. Lane's lament. It's it's an interesting nightmare though.
1: For now, what it is it reminds me of a uh, Freddy Krueger kind of at least that, that's how I was imagining it in my head. I guess them being chased through like town in the night, sort of like that
0: hmm I can also... Whether,
1: you know, going through this house.
0: hmm I can also, uh, like, in general, say for a nightmare where you're being chased, that generally, like, the general interpretation of that, like, if you were to look online, is that you're running from something that you're trying to avoid in real life, and whatever you're being chased by is representative of whatever the thing that you're trying to avoid is. Uh, again, in this case, it's a clown from a horror movie series, so... Like, I can't really. Like, that could represent literally anything, or it could represent just, oh, I'm kind of afraid of that movie I saw, you know? So.
1: Yeah. Yeah, again, a bit difficult. I'm not sure. I mean, it's, a, I mean, it's an interesting dream, definitely. Mm-hmm. But I really don't know how to interpret it, considering that a lot of things are, I guess, just different. In a way. Mm. Well, you know what? It, it seems like they sort of switched in a nightmare. Mm-hmm. From, you know, one place to another. So automatically. So that's. Yeah. It's interesting,
0: definitely. Yeah. Anyway, this is nightmare number four, and it comes from Blood Zeraking. The post is titled, I've been having reoccurring nightmares. The post reads, this dream typically starts on a cobblestone path with twisted and warped stone Victorian homes with short thigh-high spiky metal fences. Everything looks washed out and gray as I walk down the swaying path. I feel lonely, but not alone. I've had I feel plenty of eyes watching me through the unlit windows. Eventually, there's a set of stairs on the right. I walk down and around past the side of the stairs to a door. Sometimes the door is close, sometimes open, and sometimes broken and shattered. Occasionally, in these dreams, there will be a dead wolf on the ground. As I walk through the door, it shuts gently behind me and I am on a dirt path shaped like a U. I can see the end of the path. It ends a little bit lower down and leads to a stone bridge. There's fences on the inside of the curve of the path to prevent people from falling and a wall on the outside of the path except for the right uh, sorry except for right next to the bridge where it's a fence on both sides. At the end of the bridge is a tall thin round tower with wooden doors that have windows. There are two other bridges coming out of the tower. Both of them are to my right and the closer one is below the bridge I'm on and the further one is above. But below that bridge, and a bit closer to me, is a wooden balcony that I can only ever seem to see when I'm about halfway down the bridge. When I first enter the tower, it's dimly lit by candles or candles. Oh, maybe that's supposed to say torches or something. And it usually has a wood aesthetic with a lot of books, and sometimes it's stone and red cloth. Sometimes it's clean, and other times it's messy. And sometimes dusty it's larger than outside and there is a spiral staircase that leads up other times to a ladder usually by that point i see something a large animal like a bipedal creature thin and dark it's hard to tell at a distance but he seems to either have four horns or antlers on top of its head and the time i was close to him he didn't have any Occasionally, he is standing at the beginning of the bridge, looking at me through the door's windows. Sometimes he's on the balcony, before I enter the tower. In the room, wherever you can imagine he has likely been. He doesn't scare me, though. He does not seem as though he wants to hurt me. He merely watches me. There are only two times I remember being close to him. One of the first times I went upstairs to the balcony, he was there, standing with the double glass doors behind him open hands on the railing he turned around and looked at me and i woke up the other time i was looking around in the first room and i look at the door and he was watching through the window but only with his right eye and then again i woke i awoke i have this dream something similar at least once a week maybe more there are two reoccurring uh, nightmares, but this one is short and the other is quite simple and peaceful. Only consider the second one a nightmare, due to the contents rather than the feelings." That's an interesting concept. Yeah. It doesn't feel scary.
1: Considering it's, uh, I guess... I mean, c- considering it's a recording, or re- reoccurring uh like again the uh, fear that they have of being stuck mm-hmm. except but then again they're not scared of the creature
0: yeah that was what I was thinking like like it's hard to imagine like what it could be then because it's some I really first of all let me just say like to the author and he wanted me to link his channel in the description so it's linked there but he, I really like the, the uh, picture he paints um, of the world like it's got a very gothic feel to it um, and the first time well that I read it through I thought that the animal was like a wendigo or something when he described the antlers but it also sounds kind of like a shadow person, or a shy shadow person, and that it's, it's fleeting, and it's it's just watching him. It, it's just kind of keeping him company almost. It's like, maybe it's you know this like kind of isolated tower over the bridge, uh, and it's like desolate, and maybe it like represents some. I wonder what he does feel, cause cause it can't be happiness. You know what I mean? When he has this dream, it must be some kind of maybe uneasy feeling, if, even if it's not scary. I mean, I
1: mean obviously the creature is depicted as very, you know, I mean, it, it doesn't seem friendly, even though they're not scared of it. So yeah. I think that's interesting. Um, I, I mean, when you uh, talked about painting a picture where it's dimly lit by, you know, candles, mm-hmm. and as a wood aesthetic, I was definitely thinking like, you know, 1880s, like England, yeah With like jack the ripper or something like that mm-hmm. um i think that's interesting
0: but the main feeling i get reading this is loneliness and i wonder if the creature is supposed to represent like him in some aspect or maybe he's like visiting himself on this kind of island where he sees maybe like this aspect of his personality i'm going out on a bit of a limb here yeah. but you know, like maybe this is some aspect of his personality, and it's it's this tall tower on an island, and it just kind of sits or on the balcony, looks over the railing, and it's kind of timid, doesn't want to interact with him, or like like either it was watching him with one eye from behind the door, or it was, when it saw him, he woke up, like it didn't want to be seen. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it almost seems like a guardian angel of some sort. Yeah, um, I think that's, that's could a really be an interpretation of it definitely very true um, I also wonder if in the dream they saw from a first or third-person perspective
0: hmm like whether or not it was actually him exploring or if he was just like a camera
1: because yeah, you did it, bring up uh, like if that was an aspect of them in yeah. a way yeah you know, I, so I think that's if, you, if it was obviously like them exploring and, you know, if it was first person, it, it could be a different creature, but if it was, you know, a third person view, it could be they're actually watching themselves.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I like that idea. Uh, would you like to read Nightmare Number 5? Hello? Hello. Hi. Would you like to read Nightmare Number 5?
1: Number 5. The story is narrated. The author of this story is R. Massey97. It is a non visual, reoccurring nightmare of strange bodily sensations. For the longest time, I've gotten this type of strange dream. And I'm very curious as to whether or not people have had the same type of experience. No one that I know has had them, and I feel kind of alone. They usually happen just as I'm falling asleep, but can go randomly and interrupt the dreams I'm having. And they go as follows. They usually start with a sudden sensation that my body is rotating in bed. Like, my entire body is rotating. Imagine being tied, tied to the repellers of a helicopter. It will start slowly and speed up rapidly. At this point, panicked idea always comes into the mind. that I have to wake up now or I'm going to keep rotating faster. Something bad is going to happen and I jerk myself awake. Another two variants of dreams occur occasionally as well. One being that I feel the sensation of my entire body shrinking being pulled through the bed and I get the same sensation that whatever is about to happen it's not good at all I have to wake up now the last and most frightening variant when I feel like something is literally dragging me off the bed and the worst one I got I felt my body being dragged off underneath my bed came with the same feeling of impending dread closest feeling I can think of that This panic you get right before you know you're about to enter sleep paralysis. These dreams can happen once a night, or many times in a night, multiple times in a row. They're extremely distressing to me, and I think it drives my insomnia. Does anyone else get dreams like these? I would like to know that I'm not alone. I would also love to know if this is actually a recognized and named phenomena.
0: That's super interesting. I have an idea yeah. what what I think it's about, but I want to let you go first. <laughs> like, <laughs> you have any idea?
1: Uh, honestly, like, think possibly, I know, what I was thinking is if I have, like, a fan in the room and, you know, the wind is blowing on them or something like that.
0: Hmm.
1: So I guess it just feels... More intense in the dream, considering they're—I mean, not in real life—they're not awake, so their brain interprets surface it is their entire body moving, not just wind blowing on them. Mm. But that's all I could really think of.
0: I like that. In the chat, Yu Gi Oh God says possibly the beginning of a lucid dream as well. Another, another yeah. interesting thought. Um, I was thinking like personally and I I like the the fan theory or like yeah the idea of wind but actually like even before we got to the line the closest feeling I can think of to that panic is what you get right before you enter sleep paralysis I was thinking that what they're describing so in sleep paralysis you're basically half awake and half asleep and it's a state called the hypnagogic state and in the hypnagogic state you can experience any sense of hallucinations so it can be visual which is how people see sleep paralysis demons it can be auditory people will often hear like a buzzing or a clicking or whatever and you can also have kinesthetic hallucinations and sleep paralysis and so these yeah. would these would include all of the things that they're talking about including rotating in the bed um, I interviewed someone who experienced the f- sensation of being picked up like lifted up in the air by his sleep paralysis demon and like choked out in the air Um, But yeah, like, I've also heard of sleep paralysis demons that can drag you off the bed, like exactly everything that they're describing in this nightmare. But it does seem like they are, you know, not having sleep paralysis because they are describing it as a nightmare. So it's not sleep paralysis, but we know from this line here that they do have sleep paralysis because they describe the feeling of panic right before they enter it. And they are describing it as a feeling of panic, so I think that this nightmare is about a fear of sleep paralysis.
1: That's definitely an interesting interpretation of it. I mean, I've never—I don't think of uh, sleep paralysis a lot, but I mean, I, I guess somebody could be worried about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I—I I also wonder if this—this this so had this, this happened some multiple times. I. We don't remember all of our dreams, or nightmares, so I wonder if there's actually an event leading up to this.
0: Mhm. Oh, you mean like some other nightmare that happens even before?
1: Yeah, and then I forget.
0: Oh. You know? That's a freaky no, thought. I
1: mean, we, we don't remember everything, so possibly it's a nightmare before, and then I happen to forget about it, but remember. That's a Just really the cre- body road
0: Oh, that's a really creepy thought. Like, like maybe there's some other like or even like not before, but like during the dream. Like maybe there's some other element to it yeah. that explains why they're being pulled around, but they're like forgetting it or selectively not remembering it upon waking. Yeah. That's such a scary thought. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna read Nightmare number six. This is a post by a user named Nessa NessaMessa17. The post is titled, This nightmare I had about a year ago. The post reads, I eventually fell asleep with my daughter on the back porch. I had this weird, nightmarish dream. I felt like I literally came up out of my physical body, but I didn't really look back at myself. Like people say you do. If you're having an out of body experience, Sorry, I read that wrong, if you're having an out-of-body experience. Uh, Anyways, the whole house was dark, and I couldn't turn the lights on. I tried waking up my family. It's like they couldn't hear me, or feel my physical touch. Weird part was, I would try to wake myself up. To end up in the same dream, doing everything over and over again. With the lights, and trying to wake people up, I actually woke up. I wasn't really able to sleep good for a few nights after this. My heart racing, shaking, sweating, not feeling real. I still get dreams like this, trying to wake up and not being able to. It's a pure nightmare.
1: So, I think that's really interesting, um, (coughs) just because I said they They were trying to wake up, so they knew it was a dream. Which I think is interesting, because, I mean, many people, when they're having a nightmare or a dream, they don't know that they're actually in one. Yeah. But it also seems like they realized they were having a dream, and there was also some sort of inception, you know, some, some sort of inception because they were trying to wake themselves up, and then they end up in the same exact dream, and it repeats. Yeah. So I I think that's Inception in some sort of way, which I'm not sure what it means, just because I'm not very good at psychology, but...
0: Well, the technical term for, I think, what you're referring to, Inception, is a false awakening which is something that I've encountered a lot as I've been doing this show. And basically that's any dream or nightmare where you wake up and you think that you're awake for real but you're still in the dream. And this is brought on by stress and you can have one and then wake up for real or you can have, um, you know, like you can have hundreds of these in a row, like like especially coming out of like general anesthetic or something, like where you literally just keep waking up. You think it's real, and then you start to like not even trust reality when you do wake up. If you have them enough, um, yeah. But yeah, so like, and I I also uh, interviewed someone where. Like in the similar sense where they have a nightmare within their nightmare that she was being chased by some demonic version of her mother, I think it was, but she went to sleep in the dream while her brother was keeping watch and then she had another nightmare where she was in the darkness and there was some skeleton in there with her and she woke up from that shocked into the first nightmare where she was her her like demonic mother had found her right as she was waking up into that nightmare and she thought it was well, real that's life interesting. Yeah,
1: I always see like short horror films where it's very similar to like that where you're in a nightmare and then you wake up and you're still in the nightmare Mm -hmm. you know I I think uh, it sounds like that so I'm not sure if they've ever seen something like that or you know because it could also be they've heard about that or seen something like that Mm -hmm. and they had a fear of it actually happening to them so that fear was in their head so much that you know when they were dreaming it actually occurred
0: yeah it's it's the thing about well when they're aware of it that's also called a lucid nightmare so the thing about a lucid nightmare is that you have some level of control over it over it in that you realize it's a nightmare but you can't do anything about it so the the actual like what you're afraid of in this nightmare is very kind of meta because you're afraid of the fact that you can't wake up and you're aware that it's a dream so it's kind of like a whole other level of terror right because you really feel like some you have almost evidence basically that something that you are dreaming but that you're still in a messed up state in the physical world because you can't wake up from your dream it's like a meta fear you know
1: Yeah, and and I wonder when they realize that, I mean, it's a dream, because they wake up and, you know, inside of the dream, there has to be something there that tells them, you know, I'm still in my nightmare. This isn't reality. So I wonder what that thing is that actually, I guess, told them besides, you know, them their family not being able to hear them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other, I guess, kind of more woo-woo interpretation I had is that maybe you're astral projecting, you being the poster. Like, maybe the poster is astral projecting, you know, and they're, like, having an out-of-body experience legitimately, and they just can't return to their body. But I don't, I don't necessarily believe in that. It's just a fun thought, you know.
1: Man, uh, I wish I had more nightmares. <laughs> Honestly, I, I barely have any. Anymore. Really? It's like, I, <laughs> I listen to horror stories going to bed. I wish I had more nightmares. Oh, uh, yeah? They, they just, I've, I've always just loved being scared.
0: You'll have to watch that, yeah. that nightmare uh, meditation for sleep video I told you about on <laughs> Shrouded Hands channel. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Well, would you like to read Nightmare Number 7? Wait, did I read Still- that? W- Okay, yeah, no,
1: sorry, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> the story is by Potential Tree 41. It's titled The Most Horrifying Nightmare I've Had. For some reason, I was around the age of 13 in this dream. I was playing on a Nintendo DS while my sister was watching some TV. I had to go to the bathroom, so I went in. While I was in there, I heard a visitor come inside while my mom and dad were making some small talk. For some reason, felt wrong for that person to be in the house. When I was done, instead of leaving the bathroom, turned off the lights and hid in the bathtub while silently having a panic attack. My dad and the visitor decided to come near the bathroom and try to knock down the door while my mom was saying, come and meet the visitor, he's so nice refused to meet the visitor and for a split second I had some x-ray vision that let me see behind the door. What I saw along with my mom and dad was this pitch black void with about 20 arms and a red glowing center screeching and I could hear it even after the x-ray vision ended. I was so distraught and screamed, stay the hell away from me before I woke up for some reason, Shivering instead of waking up in a cold sweat like I usually do. I couldn't sleep for the rest of the night.
0: Mm. That one could be some kind of, like, repressed memory or traumatic experience. Um, like, I... Like, maybe the most benign interpretation is just if you're kind of an antisocial kid and there's company that comes over and... You know you just don't want to associate you like uh, like you're just playing your games or whatever like in the living room and now you have to kind of retreat to your bedroom type thing that's probably the most benign interpretation and then but like seeing them as a void is kind of an extreme representation of just not feeling like talking to them you know
1: I mean I think this also again like like the other story might also be I guess themselves you know they're putting on a front for other people, even though on the inside they're, I guess, just screeching. You know, um, where they really don't understand things and they don't like themselves. So they want—I mean they want their honest personality to not show up, which is why they said, "Stay the hell away from me," because it's them, and you know they—they they don't think they will really be liked by other people. So,
0: are you saying this of the the person hiding in the bathroom that the void represents them, or do you think that it's like a separate guest
1: that they think is I the void? Possibly represents them, like, like their true personality. Okay. Or uh, interchangeable, honestly. Where yeah. something represents their true personality, and the other thing is put on in front of other people mm-hmm. the other thing i was thinking about was it could be like burglar or something like that a fear of getting robbed i guess
0: yeah i'm i actually kind of want to like expand the idea that you just had though but it being like some aspect of the personality that they don't like i feel like if it's maybe representative of one of their parents actual friends like it could be some or even anyone that they know whoever the visitor is it's someone who's very fake right because like yeah like other people maybe don't seem to recognize the fakeness but the dreamer recognizes the fakeness and i think the void is actually a really good representation of that because it feels like they're actually an empty person
1: yeah and especially like i think it's interesting that they're parents were I guess with the person so it's also not like it's some completely random person Mm -hmm. you know because the parents are with them and they seem to know them
0: yeah anyway I would like to read Nightmare 8 and this is by Anonymous they asked to be remained anonymous and their post is titled being followed by zombie dogs The post reads, In that part of the dream, I was outside on some streets, when suddenly I started being followed by zombie dogs. It's like they were alive, but their bodies were deformed and decaying. Someone was also there with me, but they weren't physically there. It's like I had a feeling of their presence. That person told me something like, When you see these dogs, you have to get away as fast as possible but you also can't run from them. I started walking away, and they kept following. Some were appearing kind of out of nowhere, right in front of me. There was this one black dog that had a long proboscis. <laughs> oh, proboscis? Sorry, instead of a nose. Didn't, hadn't seen that word written before. Uh, another dog had part of its lower jaw missing. Here's the most bizarre part of all. One dog got close to me, I picked it up and started eating it. By the time it was in my hands, it no longer had the body of a dog. It had morphed into something different I can't describe. I bit its head off first, then continued eating the body while trying to get away from the other dogs which were still following. The taste was absolutely horrendous. I wanted to throw up, in fact, I woke up feeling sick from the taste, which I could still almost feel, right before waking up. I had the last piece of dog, or whatever it was, by that point in my hand. I threw it on the ground and said out loud to the person or entity that was there with me. You know what? That's it. There's no way I'm putting any more of this stuff anywhere near my mouth.
1: That's uh, definitely an interesting one. (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah. I remember reading it, and, like, I saw the, just, like, the first paragraph. I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to include this. And then the minute he, like, took a bite of it, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm including this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was, like, imagining an apple when you said that.
0: Yeah. Hmm, I don't know. I'm trying to, like, generalize as much as, or, like kind of, like, expand as much as possible in order to interpret this at all. Like, what follows you that you then eat, but it's disgusting. Or... <sighs> I don't know. Because the person oh. at the beginning didn't even tell them to eat the dog, it just told them to walk away from it.
1: Right? i say, this might be a stretch. So, possibly, it. they have friends that are, you no know, sort of toxic to them. And, you know, when I tell these people about what these friends are doing, they say, you know, you should just leave. You should, you know, not be there. But they sort of feel trapped. And they have this anger built up inside them, which is why they bit the head off of the dogs. Um, because they have that anger built inside them. Because they feel like that's the only way to escape. Even though, you know, they were told, just leave. Interesting. And then when I said, there's no way I'm putting any more of this stuff near my mouth, that could also be interpreted as I'm not being friends with people like this anymore. You know, I'm I'm never going to talk to them again.
0: I really like that interpretation. Yeah, like thinking of the dogs as people, because I also had like, okay, so I do like some research if we want to call it that for like what different dreams mean like these common types of nightmares and then I put them on what I call my interpretation chart which I'm now showing on the screen so if i interpret though like the the dogs as being people then this counts as like a cannibalism nightmare and like a cannibalism nightmare indicates or like one where you're being eaten as well by an animal, uh, but, like, eating an animal, yeah, that's, that's a bit different. But anyway, like, if we assume that it's, like, a person, this is why I like your interpretation, and it's, like, some friend that maybe, I don't know, like, maybe, maybe they're, like, in, in a social circle. Maybe it's not a toxic friend necessarily, but, like, they're in a social circle, and there's some people yeah. in that social circle that they don't like, but they kind of have to keep hanging out with them, but their brain deep down, like, really resents them for it. Um, and maybe these people even like them you know like like the dreamer but the idea of a cannibalism nightmare is that whoever's doing the eating is the person who's disproportionately more powerful in the relationship so it could be that they don't like the feeling of being liked by this person who wants to be their friend uh and then having to continue to entertain that in the friendship when they would rather just not be friends
1: yeah i definitely think that's I mean when I heard it I definitely immediately thought you know the dogs represented people in some sort of way mm. so I do like that so I definitely think it would fall in the category of a cannibalism nightmare interesting
0: yeah and um also then the like it fits in with also the the whatever the entity is that's with there with them, like, the entity that's telling them to do stuff, that could be, like, the mutual friend, you know, like, the one that's actually their friend, uh, but it's like, oh, yeah, just, like, yeah. come out and hang out with, like, these people.
1: You yeah get, Something in the shed to so the head They used to have cannibal nightmares as well.
0: Yeah, I'll explain those, actually, like, in a little more detail then, just for you, so, yeah, so basically, um... The one doing the cannibalizing let me, hang on let me just turn this off for a second okay uh, the one doing the cannibalizing is taking too much of the other person's energy or has a distasteful amount of power over them uh, if you're witnessing cannibalism it could likewise indicate a power imbalance between two people especially if you know the people in the nightmare and then if you're being eaten by an animal or a monster that could mean more generally that you're suffocated by responsibilities and expectations of you. So eating an animal, though, if like if we decide that it's not a person and it is in fact an animal, I don't know, maybe you feel like you're putting too many responsibilities on them, something of that nature. But again, like, we can't really take these things in too much to heart, because nightmares are very difficult to really understand what, what they mean.
1: Yeah, the brain is definitely very interesting, considering... I mean, nightmares happen and they're always very violent and... I mean, sometimes the people who have them, which, you know, people I know who've had nightmares, are definitely not violent people whatsoever.
0: Mm -hmm. Would you like to read Nightmare Number 9?
1: This nightmare is by Visual Key. 2037. It's called Melting. I had this dream when I was around 16 or 17. I had a series of these similar dreams at that time, but they were so freaky in detail that I never forgot them. In this one, I started walking out down a poorly-lit street. Was not familiar with the street in real life, but in my dream, it wasn't my concern. There was a feeling of dread. As I walked on a damp, paved road, I heard a woman calling, Help. Help me. I walked on until I came to a flickering street light. It was dim and didn't provide much light, but it helped enough. I turned to my right saw an abandoned looking car repair shop. I heard her again. Help me. I'm melting. started the walk towards the shop. The man's voice came from inside. I never saw him. My eyes were just starting to focus on the scene in front of me as he said the only thing he said. Just as I was starting to realize that this woman, who was an older lady, like late sixties or early seventies, was hanging from a giant hook lodged through her back. Her skin was almost dripping from her body. A man said from somewhere, she's melting alright. Skin's melting right off her bones. My other don't remember what I did next. ...or that's where I woke up. I never saw the man. Don't know if he was responsible... ...or if it just happened on her like I did. But I'd never seen this woman before. Not even in real life... ...that I know of. Just know... ...it horrified me enough to remember... ...even 23 years later.
0: Hmm... Helpful narrator. <laughs> She's melting alright.
1: <laughs> Sheesh, <laughs> Sheesh. Uh, she, She's not, all right, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. I, I don't know what th- what this means. I mean, again, I got kind of that like Jack the Ripper vibes and walking through you know London in the eighteen hundreds at night type of thing, which I yeah, like.
1: Yeah, I, I got that as well.
0: Do you ever pl- Have you ever played the game Bloodborne? I have not, no. All right, all right. It's it's like the whole game is that vibe.
1: <laughs> I'm like a fan of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> when I was thinking, like, Jack the Ripper, I always imagined, like, the 1800s Street from part one in that.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, like, I don't really know what this nightmare's about. I gotta be honest, like... I, melting is not a type of injury that I've read an interpretation on before and it's not something that I've encountered like I, you often see a lot in these nightmares there'll be someone who's like their faces uh, peeling off of their uh, skin <laughs> what what am I so, saying Though
1: yeah. the, they said the dream wasn't current times in the show oh okay so cool that's interesting
0: yeah. Hmm. yeah but uh I think this is a tough one to interpret. They said, yeah, they had it when they were 16 and 17. Um...
1: Yeah, I hope... So, in okay. you know, the like 1990s, mm-hmm. 2000s, that's, I, mean, I can't even think of events that were happening there that were, I violent like that. Because, I, I mean, I was also thinking it could possibly be based off events that were happening during the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Um... I'm, I'm thinking... Yeah. For a moment I thought it was about mortality in general, just because it's an older lady, and the melting kind of gives this idea of entropy, which is associated with just the way we die, right? Um, but... I feel like it's too particular in the way that, like, she's lodged up on a giant hook through her back. Like she's just hanging there. That... Yes, yeah,
1: it was about 1995. Okay. Yes. -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, honestly, well, when you describe that, them decaying, I think it could definitely be a fear of aging, Mm -hmm. you know, because I mean, them dripping out, slash, melting. They're, uh, you know, sort of just, I guess, as humans age, they, in a way, just their body starts decaying. Mm -hmm. I think melting could represent them decaying you know
0: yeah and then maybe just the hook through her back maybe i'm like reading too hard into it maybe the hook could just represent like like the feeling of helplessness or or being unable to do anything about the fact that she's melting right like it's just yeah, inevitable. yeah. I, I like
1: i like the uh, thought of not being able to do anything
0: yeah because I, I feel like if i don't kind of pull back the interpretation to be more general then it's it's like i really have no idea what kind of thing could give us specific like these specific details you know
1: yeah i I wonder what the man represented if he actually did represent anything Mm -hmm. oh that's fairly interesting
0: yeah yeah. i don't know but i hope you got something out of that yu-gi-oh god um i'm gonna move on to nightmare number 10. This is a post by a user named y one The post is titled, The Horse in the Dark. The post reads, When I was younger, I've always had the same nightmare. A horse who appeared in my dreams and would say and do terrible things to me with a voice so deep that all my body and the air around would vibrate. I would wake up in the middle of the night and cry Yet having the sensation, he was there, in the dark, observing me, laughing at me. It was terrifying. I don't remember what he used to say, but I just thought of him. Just the thought of him would give me goosebumps, so I would wake up in a paranoia, where I'd feel him in the dark. I couldn't mention his existence. I couldn't think about him, because if I did, he would appear again at night, and that odd sensation would continue. The nightmares were frequent. I would refuse to sleep all the time and cry when I couldn't resist anymore. He was always there. Most of the time, it began with a happy dream, and then he'd appear and bring darkness with him. The last time he appeared was at the age of sixteen. I was at the street in front of my house when he appeared at the corner of the dark street and disappeared just to come back looking ahead and then breaking his neck to look directly at me. In just one second, he was already in front of me, smiling. That one freaked me out so much when I read yeah, it.
1: so the eyes. of that in my mind, Jesus. <laughs> A
0: horse? I even love the title, just A Horse in the Dark.
1: Yeah, like, it reminds me of those videos you see where it's like some really creepy videos on YouTube where something appears in front of the camera, sort of.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, just, like, I really, like, can imagine myself, like, getting, like, being in that situation, like, waking up in my room at night, and there's just this large animal just staring at me, but it has, like, a human brain and, like, personality.
1: I, the p- I definitely visualize it really well.
0: Mm-hmm. It's yeah. When at the start too, when I said a voice so deep that all my body and air around would vibrate, I just imagined you on the other end of the line, and you're just, <laughs> you're just a horse. <laughs> it's me, guys. It's, it's me. It's
1: I'm, I'm Bojack Horseman.
0: <laughs> would you like to read Nightmare Eleven?
1: The next story is by Rowboat Boy Boat. I, I don't know how to pronounce that.
0: <laughs> a row ya boat.
1: I wrote about. Yeah. It's <laughs> titled, Skinwalker in a Dream. A few nights ago, I went to sleep as usual. My dream was on a bus. I was beside my crush, but I didn't have the balls to talk to her. I started talking to other men and joking around with them. Perhaps I got jealous, because I got off shortly near a barn and Aztec-like landscaping. When the bus was gone. I found one of my cats with teeth marks. Five teeth marks. I picked her up and walked to the house. I put her down and decided to bring her in. As I closed the door, I looked at a tree. thought of something being there. The long-legged, almost a deer creature walking on all fours looked at me. I turned away and began to walk away. The next night, I was in a dream in my room creature was in my house at the staircase staring right at me. It may not have been the same skinwalker, or a skinwalker at all, but that's the best I can describe it. Mm.
0: I actually think that sounds more like a wendigo. Yeah. Deer-like, and long Especially
1: because it was on all fours instead of standing up. Mm -hmm.
0: And because... Sounds
1: like a wendigo to
0: me. Yeah, and it's kind of implied that it like bit her cat and like Wendigo's just love to eat things. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, they're like cannibals, I believe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. So they're, I guess, just craving flesh in general.
0: Yeah. One of the oh. things that actually I thought was the nastiest about this dream was just the description of it being five teeth marks. Like, that's, like, you know- That's had- really
1: interesting to me.
0: Yeah. If they had, like, you know, just fangs or whatever, you'd expect maybe four, but, like, oh, yeah. five makes me imagine some, like, half-rotten mouth with a bunch of, like, teeth falling out, like... Oh, you know. I hadn't
1: thought of that. Yeah. That's... yeah, that's definitely a good... damn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, the besides it just being a go skinwalker or something like that, um... I don't know what would have caused it, in my opinion.
0: I mean, it could have been like either they felt that they had an encounter or they're watching too many creepypastas, something like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but they're watching too much chills. <laughs>
0: yeah, for real. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Like, the fact that it also seems to be moving closer as you, like, it's recurring, first of all. Like you're, you're, they're like consistently having it appear, and it's appearing closer and closer to your safe place, which is your yeah. house,
1: right? And that's freaky. Um, well, and uh, you saying that also, I guess, brings something to mind. Considering you using like safe place, um, it's moving closer. So, I guess maybe they have a fear of. Something, I guess, invading their privacy, or harming them,
0: mm-hmm. or like even more generally, it could be something in the real life that's just like a deadline or something that's approaching closer and closer, or yeah, yeah or some threat to their cat. Like maybe there's another, like a, a dog or another cat like moved in, or like a fox moved in, like to the to your backyard or something. Um, As
1: soon as I said cat, I I just thought of Pet (laughs) cemetery."
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but, um, yeah, it could be, like, something as simple as a deadline. Could be something as complicated as, you know, maybe worried about your cat's health or safety. Like, I guess that's still not that complicated. Yeah,
1: well, I, I wonder if they have cats in real life or it was just in the dream, but...
0: I think it's real life just the way they say I found one of my cats with teeth marks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it could be some sort of concern for the cat, but... Yeah, and then also the way that the, the monster crosses the boundary between outside your house to inside your house so effortlessly. That, to me, indicates a general feeling of helplessness. And again, it could be related to your cat or it could be related to whatever, but the fact that you can't maintain the boundary of your home, that's like... Yeah, that, that is like straight up helplessness to me.
1: Hey, I also think the cat could possibly represent something they've recently lost in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe somebody passed away or they didn't do well on an assignment. You know, mm-hmm. it could be anything that just happened that wasn't good. <coughs> Sorry. Something that happened that wasn't good. Um, so I think that's uh, a possibility. I think... It's just really interesting uh, because there's so many different things nightmares could be. Mhm.
0: Anyway, now I would like to read nightmare number 12. And this comes from a user named Walks Among Shadows 602. The title of the nightmare is People in My Walls. The post reads: I had a nightmare about being awkward by an older woman. She had been knocking on my door for some time. She wasn't white and she had some sort of accent. She walked into my home without an invitation. I was fine with it though. She was burning something that smelt good and made me feel safe. She bluntly told me that I needed to cleanse my house and there was something that I must know. She proceeded to show me under my house and the attic. Most of the foundation under the house wasn't even foundation anymore. It was packed with withering, inhuman corpses that were gaping and slowly squirming. The article looked the same. I was literally horrified and petrified to say the least. She continued to burn some sort of wood while under my house and in the attic. Then, I woke up. Anyone have any ideas what this dream could mean? Hmm. I've had a lot of nightmares, actually, in my life about finding hidden things within the walls or even under my house. I've actually had many, many nightmares about that. Never bodies, though.
1: I know more about that recently, actually.
0: Oh, Um. let's (laughs) hear.
1: So... I have, vents just for like AC and shit like that and, uh, in this dream or nightmare, whatever I could describe it as, like a burglar came into my house and somehow this vent like opened up almost like a hidden crawl space and there was a room inside of there that was just, I guess, a safe place for me to hide from whatever was outside.
0: So, you feel maybe like the boundary of your house is crossable. You have to hide even Baby. deeper within it. I mean, like the Jungian interpretation of the house is the self. So, it could also be like retreating within yourself. Sorry, I know. I, sorry to make this about you. I know we were talking about walks among shadows. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like I'll, I'll, t- I'll share some of mine too. Yeah, so I've had actually a recurring nightmare where I'm going under my house and basically, like, I find this. Catacomb that's got spider webs and spiders everywhere, and it's it's like concrete walls completely unfinished, and then a concrete floor. But then it has these old dusty broken bookshelves and books like all along it, and I just like walk down this long hall, and it is definitely going well past my house at this point, and then I'm like, you know, going deeper, and there's like a small crawl space that I like enter through. Um, and now I'm in a different part of the catacomb but it's still spiderwebs kind of, it's it's like some library that was smashed to pieces, uh, but it's a library. That's oh, interesting. Yeah. But it's like in some unfinished winding basement.
1: Um, Visual Key said she may have been a witch in the chat. Oh wow. Oh yeah. Uh,
0: like in terms of do you think that she'd maybe put the bodies there or she's just revealing them? Like, I feel like it's more of a reveal. Like, he believes that the foundation yeah. of his house is... His bodies. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. like, there's something about maybe himself that he feels like, uh, or, or she, I'm not actually sure, the the gender of the poster, but, like, they, you know, they, they feel like something about themselves maybe is built upon something ugly. Yeah that's how I'd interpret that
1: that's that's an interesting interpretation of it Mm -hmm. I mean I I wasn't thinking of like like what you're saying is the house sort of represents them in a way Mm -hmm. so that's interesting
0: yeah actually I'll share another one that I had that was about things hidden in my house that was maybe more similar to this one but it was I think it was either my grandmother or my grandmother was the one telling me about it, but basically I was, like, in my kitchen, uh, of my childhood home, and I somehow caught on to the notion that there was someone trapped in the, like, vents, and, like, they were, like, in the wall, like, ceiling somehow, and I somehow managed <sighs> to open the vent, and I was crawling through it, and it was extremely claustrophobic, creepy, claustrophobic, oh and, like, I couldn't find them, but, like, I could smell them after a while, because they started to, like, rot, and I would just keep going into these vents, and I, I could never find how to get to them.
1: Yeah, I a some hero in the chat, just said, they know when there's people in their dream, but they never see them. Which mm. is, I think, is interesting. Because that's sort of what you described, in a way. Oh, like yeah, true. In events, you know. Event,
0: you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are they, like, in your house in the, in the nightmare, or in the dream? Yeah that'd be interesting
1: you don't really know they're there for a fact but they are
0: you know yeah that's creepy Uh, anyway uh yeah what the dream could have meant yeah i I guess like to answer the, the poster's question just to summarize one more time like it's probably about either you feel like there's aspects of yourself that you don't like or that are built upon some sort of ugliness or maybe it's not yourself and maybe it's like literally your house. Maybe you're just afraid that like literally your house, there was like a murder there or something, you know. Maybe something like
1: that. Yeah, well they also said uh, they need to cleanse their house so maybe they just generally feel unsafe where Mm -hmm. they are.
0: Yeah, or they need, like, therapy or whatever for, like, whatever it is, like, taken back to the other interpretation. Like, if they need to cleanse themselves of whatever, like, guilty feeling this is or... Yeah. Something like that. But, yeah, would you do us the honor of reading The Final Nightmare, number 13?
1: All right. This is by Lila. Is cool? So, last night... I was playing games with my friend. It was about 10 p.m. and I got tired. So I went to bed. sat in bed for a few minutes on my phone and then went to sleep. I was having a good dream. Then, all of a sudden, dramatically changed this dark, gloomy night in a parking lot. I got into my car and was about to back out of my parking spot. But the car pulled up behind me. The man driving it got out came up to my car, and then opened the passenger door, hit me in the side, and then choked me. That's when I woke up. I couldn't move. I could barely breathe, I couldn't yell out for my mom to help. The only thing I could do was move my eyes. I looked into the corner of my room and saw this tall, black, shadowy figure with the white, glowing eyes just looking at me. After a minute, I heard my mom get up and go to the toilet, but I still couldn't make any noise. I was scared shitless because I heard my mom get up. And because this- oh sorry. I was scared shitless because this hadn't happened to me in years, but then my light turned off. It has no timer or anything. I could move again, so I grabbed my r- light as I was looking at the glowing eyes. I turned my lights back on, and the figure was gone. After I sat there for a tiny bit, grabbed my phone and looked at the time. It was 15 a.m. Mm.
0: Is this sleep paralysis?
1: Yeah, it seems like it was a nightmare that led into sleep paralysis.
0: Mm. Did they actually... So, s- it was
1: 3 a.m is also known as the devil's hour not sure if that has anything to do with it at all because I'm not sure how many people here believe in the paranormal or anything like that but that is the devil's hour it's 3 a.m.
0: what is that based on? I actually have no idea. (laughs) okay fair enough yeah I've actually been like (laughs) I just heard it yeah interesting I've been reading like these old like grimoires and like how to summon demons from like the 1500s like one of them is pseudomonarchium demonum which is like the false hierarchy of demons but that's like the latin translation by johann Wehr, literally written in the 1500s and it like talks about all these demons in like uh, I guess like Judeo-Christian folklore and like what rank they are in hell and how to summon them. And different hours of the day, different demons can be bound. You can summon any demon at any hour of the day, apparently, but only at specific hours can you actually bind them. So you want to like pay attention to that. But I don't have oh, the yeah. <laughs> I don't have the balls to get into any of that stuff anyway. But um...
1: so, Mister, uh, sort the witching hour in folklore either known as the Witching Hour or the Devil's Hour, is a time of night that's associated with supernatural events. Witches, demons, and ghosts that are thought to appear and be at their most powerful.
0: Interesting. That kind of reminds me of, like, Samhain. Like, the origin of Halloween. Like, it was believed that the boundary between this world and the other world was thinner at that time. Like, October 31st. Oh, wow. But yeah, I didn't know there was like an hour of the day for that, too. That's really freaky. Hmm. And then the other thing I was wondering with this nightmare, because they're describing, of course, like the shadow figure with glowing white eyes, and they're describing the feeling of not being able to breathe. It's also very common in sleep paralysis. Um, But one thing that's interesting is they hear their mother go to the toilet. And I feel like one thing I'd like to ask the commenter is, like, if they talk to their mom like i'd be curious to know if she actually went to the bathroom in the middle of the night because like you can actually hallucinate one of the most common sleep paralysis demons um i think i actually told sarah in the chat this uh is uh a family member who just comes into your room you don't even realize that it's a, halluc- a hallucination and i wonder if maybe like the mother like getting up and going to the bathroom was even a
1: hallucination as well not
0: that yeah. it-
1: i wonder if the uh because it was a sleep paralysis but it seemed like it was just a nightmare and then it turned into them so i wonder if uh the fucking creature they saw uh, with the uh, wine glowing also happened to be the person that pulled them out of the car and choked them yeah so under that what that means
0: yeah, that's, I mean, it could be, maybe just be, like, a fear of, like, when you, like, are at a stoplight when you're driving at night and just making sure your doors are locked. Like, yeah, that's the other question that I've had that, like, is if they have this shadow person recurring. Because, like, often people will have the same sleep paralysis demon, like, if they have sleep
1: Yeah, problem. they did say that it did not happen in years. Okay. But, like you said in, you know, uh, one of the other explanations, I think it could also... Represents social anxiety in a way mm. um, Just because they don't want to That they feel forced, you know, which is why the guy opened the passenger door Because they feel forced to meet new people and be exposed to new social circles, but they're very socially anxious
0: That's a good interpretation Yeah, I like that um, Sarah Seraphin in the chat said It is said that Solomon had a ring that he could use to bind the demons. Also that he spent days finding their names and learning what their domains and weaknesses were. Yeah, I was talking to like a a Christian guy who was telling me about how like he hadn't any idea because like apparently this is, I'm not sure what sources are according to what, but yeah like Solomon, this like key figure in the Bible, like he was known for being wise. And the idea is that he actually got all of his wisdom from demons. That's a freaky thought.
1: Yeah, I always think uh, everything is very interesting considering how many years of history we have. I mean, so many beliefs. And you wonder if these same dreams happened. I mean, to people all the way back then where they saw these creatures and then wrote about it, and that's where the folklore originated from. Oh, you yeah. Know, I think that's oh, interesting. Yeah. One of the, I mean, if you think about it, it could just be people had sleep paralysis and said, you know, this is this creature, or something like that. And then that's where folklore originated.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the oldest sleep paralysis demons, I'll just share this before uh, I end the show, but yeah, so one of the oldest sleep paralysis demons is the old hag. And in the... Um, like 1100s, one of the Norse sagas, I think it's the Inglinga Saga, there's an account of this Swedish king who was uh, talking to this lady in Finland and he promised to return to Finland but he was going to go back to Sweden for some time and rule his kingdom and he never returned basically, he just kinda like ditched and the Finnish woman was upset naturally and so she went to a witch and she asked the witch to make him come back to her and the witch and that if she didn't succeed in making him come back to her, she should kill him. And so uh, the witch um, summoned the old hag, the sleep paralysis demon. Uh, Well, actually, sorry, before that, she did kind of possess and enchant the man, the Swedish king's mind, uh, to kind of come back, and he would get these strong urges to go to Finland. He needed to go back to Finland, and his advisors were like, no, this is witchcraft, don't do it, don't go back. And then when they finally persuaded him to stay, when he went to sleep, the old hag appeared, the sleep paralysis demon, and it couldn't be seen by anyone but the king. And she trode upon him. And that's, that's how it's described, because in sleep paralysis you actually experience that sensation, one of the most common... Uh, like physical hallucinations is the feeling of compression on the chest and so he experienced that and then his advisors rushed into the room because he was screaming and they held onto his chest and his upper body and when they did that it said that the old hag trode upon his legs and then he was screaming that to his advisors and they ran to hold his legs and then the hag pushed down on his head and killed him and so that's supposed to be a historical account of a sleep paralysis demon killing someone but it's interesting to hear a lot of these same things, you know, like, from 1100, year 1100, just what you were saying. Like, we still have these experiences today.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just really interesting that, you know, everything dates back. I mean, in history, you know, because that's where everything started. I mean, we could be having the same nightmares that, you know, somebody in fucking 3000 BC was having. Yeah. know it's it's not just interesting that our brain creates those kinds of things
0: for sure well that is gonna do it for nightmare theater this week thanks so much to everyone for stopping by and thanks so much to my guest ghoul angel Uh, I don't have to tell you he's got an amazing voice for horror narration so check out his channel I've linked in the description Um, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure Uh, any final thoughts
1: Just very glad you invited me on. It was a great experience. I've never narrated with somebody else or narrated anything but true stories. Mm. So I think it's very nice to be here with you and have narrated all of your viewers' experiences.
0: Mm. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And I have a bit of an announcement, too, about Nightmare Theatre. So I'm going to start doing it once a month. And I have... Now it planned for, I think, the second Sunday of every month. Because I feel like once a week is a bit of a grind. Trying to finish some uh, work. And also, I want the channel to be kind of primarily about storytelling. And then I feel like this is a great way to interact with people. And not just in my audience, but also you know other creators. So I definitely don't want to stop doing this. But I'm going to like move it down to once a month. So the next episode of Nightmare Theatre will not be next week. It's going to be uh, July 11th. So mark your calendars for that. Um, I'm sure I'll talk about it in my videos as well. Uh, But yeah, that's it for this week. Thanks to everyone once again for coming out. And until next time, embrace the beautiful dark.